Hey everyone, it's Craig Finn from The Hold Steady. Welcome back to the Positive Jams podcast. We are doing uh, investigating and trying to remember what happened during the recordings of our first two albums, Almost Killed Me and Separation Sunday. Through the magic of Google Hangouts, I had a conversation with producer for the first two records, Dean Baltolonis, also produced uh, Heaven Is Whenever for us. He's a friend and a big part of this era of the band. Um, so we had a great talk about those records. Um, here it is. Hope you enjoy it. The chin was just like Gideon, and the kings were just like Solomon, and the bastards were like Babylon. The jester kept on jacking off. Had you seen us before we showed up to do Almost Killed Me? I, I don't know that we played that much. I don't think you guys played because I remember Almost Killed Me was like. It was done in, in like two pieces. Yeah. And the first piece was an actual demo, which got you signed to French Kiss. Yeah. And then we went back in and we finished the second half. And they're both like relatively short sessions. I think they were like two or three days each. I'm right? pretty sure they were like Friday, Saturday, Sunday of two different yeah. weekends. Because uh, that was like we all had, you know, day jobs at the time. And um, I remember, you know, like the first one I think had like maybe Positive Jam, definitely the Swish. It had Milk Crate, yep. I know. Most people are DJs. Um, and did you come back and did like Hostile Mass and like? Yeah, I'm wondering if Positive might have been a later one actually, because I remember we had. I like, think Positive was this. You and I met through Matt Henderson. You opened a studio with him, Atomic, with Mike Dijon, yep. and was it Bob Strakel originally, or was it? No, it was Mike uh, Hill. It was Mike Hill originally, um, and then Bob. And then Sean. Uh, uh, Bob came in after Mike Hill. Okay. Um, so you, I met you through Matt, Matt and I were trying to record some stuff and, uh, you were at the studio a lot. You would help us. Um, do you remember like when the whole steady came into the world or like what, or like what, how, like, had you seen us before we showed up to do almost killed me? I, I don't know that we played that much. I don't think you guys played. Cause I remember almost killed me was like. It was done in, in like two pieces. Yeah. And the first piece was an actual demo, which got you signed to French Kiss. Yeah. And then we went back in and we finished the second half. And they're both like relatively short sessions. I think they were like two or three days each. I'm right? pretty sure they were like Friday, Saturday, Sunday of two different yeah. weekends. Because uh, that was like we all had, you know, day jobs at the time. And um, I remember, you know, like the first one I think had like maybe Positive Jam, definitely the Swish. It had Milk Crate, yep. I know. Most people are DJs. Um, and did you come back and did like Hostile Mass and like? Yeah, I'm wondering if Positive might have been a later one actually, because I remember we had. I like, think Positive was the second. The Swish was definitely the first. The session. first, yeah, yeah. I Knuckles was the first. Might have been this, yeah. Knuckles yeah. was the first song we had. That's how I know that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about Killer Parties. Um, so. But we came in, I think we probably came in within a few months of playing our first show, which were opening slots, which means we probably had 40 minutes of material and we probably recorded our six best songs. Or, uh, I think we, yeah, I think we recorded six songs each time. Um, but uh, do you, so we were already, if not, I mean, we became better friends through recording, but I think we were already friendly, right? Like, would we hang yeah, out yeah, outside? We- yeah, we hung up through Matt, and then I was help. I was actually just thinking about that, dude. That solo stuff was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, I, the, wish, the, I wish that still kind of stuck. It's going to sound like Steely Dan or something. Yeah, we were trying to do like a Steely Dan thing, and it was 
Matt Henderson and I, and uh, we came up through. Um, it, he was kind of into digital recording, which I love the idea of doing something that didn't require touring because I was sort of fried on touring from Lifter Puller. And we kind of came up with the idea of the ultimate studio project. Uh, but in that, certain songs was a song uh, that we did, um, and it sounded really stiff, like all, yeah. all the stuff did. And then um, also the lyrics to um, Charlemagne from Separation Sunday was was one of those. We had oh, like a really I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, we had a really creepy, like the, the Henderson and I's thing was really like we're trying to be creepy. I think. <laughs> um, and I do remember like that was probably that was like fall of two thousand one, working on that because I remember after nine eleven being in Atomic, and working with Matt and and. The trains would come. Um, no, there's the the, the uh, not the train. Yeah, I guess the the train over the Manhattan Bridge, and then yeah. just the traffic on the bridge would sometimes make loud noises. And I remember being kind of like nervous a lot, you know, <laughs> after nine eleven. Yeah. Um, that was a weird, definitely a weird time. Weird time. And also, we lived together. We lived not together, but we lived close to each other. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we hung out uh, that way. Um, so. But I, am I right? Is it your, um, is it your thought that maybe you hadn't met the rest of the guys in the band till we showed up to to play, in the studio? Yeah, yeah. I think it was after. I definitely like we had hung out before, but then I met everyone else kind of after. Like when after we that 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 first session. Yeah, and um, so it was me, Galen, and Judd, and Coob, and I. I mean, what you, I, you know, Judd had good memory of it that it being. And, and a good point that we weren't trying to make a record. Um, we were trying to make it just record the songs, basically. So it felt yeah. like low pressure. Um, yeah, and it yeah, and it was like I said, it was it was pretty quick, but like everything felt like right, you know. Yeah. Well, but, everyone is a little older than you know, out of their twenties, so everyone could yeah. play well. Um, but. You know, I don't remember. I mean, it was mainly like playing the songs and then maybe sending the coob in to do a few overdubs. By a uh, few, you mean like a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I, yeah, it was kind of like, it was kind of awesome because we were just like, we would just like start layering guitars and layering guitars. Yeah. And everyone just thought it was just kind of, you know, it just got kind of like, all right, this is amazing. Let's yeah. Let's do another harmony. Let's do another harmony. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it, kept, like, it would be like, we'd do the songs and then towards the end of the night, and we'd be drinking, of course, Pushing him in there to like, yeah, do another, do another, kind of, yeah. kind of getting him there, riled up. There's definitely a lot of drinking, and there's definitely a threshold of when the productivity kind of <laughs> took a, a dive bomb. Do you? <laughs> it was just kind of one of my memories of that session is most most people are DJs, and when he was doing the solo, um, which that song went on forever. Uh, yeah. And Judd was just and saying, it, like, he just remembers playing it and just being like, I, I, I want to be awesome, but I just can't fuck this up because it's gone on so long. Like, uh, <laughs> but I remember Tad just having, like, blank look on his face while he's just <laughs> looking straight ahead and soloing. Amazing, you know, playing amazing stuff. We'd kind of do things to be obnoxious a little bit. Like, like certainly, like, when Franz came in and did certain songs on the piano, like, that wasn't something that was coming from punk or indie rock. That was like straight up like Billy Joel kind of. But we yeah, were totally yeah. into it, right? Yeah, no, it was it was like, yeah. 
it was weird. It was like, <laughs> it was kind of like one of those things where like, I mean, it it was a bum out, but yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Because it was such a bum out. You yeah. Know what I mean? It like, was like coming around. I've, yeah, I've, full circle to something that, you know. I heard a quote actually from someone. Uh, it was actually from Trey from Fish, but he was talking about how like he really likes pavement because like he says they embrace the lameness sometimes. Like you're like, <laughs> if you like play a riff and it's kind of shitty, but then you just keep doing it and then it can turn yeah. into a sweet song. So I, I feel like that's kind of at one part we were embracing the lameness a little bit. Yeah, yeah. The sax, but it solo. worked. The sax solo. Um, um, I remember when uh, one of the partners for Atomic, like Mike DeJohn, that was in a bunch of hardcore bands. Um, we were in the lounge when you guys were doing like takes of the sax solo, and he was just like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "It sounds like fucking night court." In there. <laughs> sounds like night court in there. That, that's a famous, uh, famous line. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think like stuff like that was awesome. It's just yeah. like. And, it, and um, it made it. That's what I love up. about like you guys. It's kind of like you have like awesome lyrics, and then as soon as like this like epic kind of line ends on the lyrics, it just goes into like a sax solo or some like over the top guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You're like, and you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, like that's so fucking like out there. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I you know, um, yeah, and I mean, the other thing is that that I haven't talked about a lot in the podcast podcast, but. Um, Judd was, you know, there for the whole first record. He's kind of a big personality as well, like a big and, c- character. And he was there. He played on half of Separation Sunday, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But he was, he, yeah. he, we talked about it, he was kind of in and out on Separation Sunday. We'll move into Separation yeah. Sunday. But he was there for all of Almost Killed Me, which was short anyways. Yep. But, like, he's, I remember him just, like, he's really tall. And he'd be, like, like listening to mixes. And he'd be, like, doing kicks. <laughs> Like like yeah, like yeah. like like you know like when a really sweet drum fill would come come on, and I I have this distinct memory of um. Uh, I was kind of keeping it saying like should we put on something else, and we're like no I think it's done you know, and yeah, Judd yeah. saying these jams don't need no salt and pepper they just taste <laughs> good as stuff as it is and you just go that sucks dude, that sucks, yeah. uh, so um so yeah uh. Almost Kill Me came out, and um, I don't, you know, it's hard for me to remember what the shows and stuff like that, but it it felt like it, I mean, it was, like, better received than Lifter Polar, like, you know, like, French Kids put it out, and, like, I felt like our shows, people start showing up, and people, like, wrote some small stuff about the record, but it certainly wasn't, like, Quit Your Job. Um, yeah. It was, it was cool, but it felt like... Um, you know, it, it felt like, at least from, you know, you weren't on the tours or what, but like, it felt like we were getting momentum. And uh, so, and we also had this idea, we needed to, I, I had this idea, we needed to write a lot, release a lot of music. So, we wrote quickly Separation Sunday. Now, and here's where it gets fuzzy. At what point, like, what, what conversation do we have? Because this is the part I don't understand is... Like we were very happy with, with how uh, almost kill me went. We we're psyched. We were good friends with you. What was and and you didn't know Dave Gardner yet, but did, no, I, did, I I talked to him over the phone. Did but, but did we come to you and say like we've got this crazy plan that you're now gonna like produce it with Dave Gardner? Yeah, you're like 
because like Dave did the last lifter puller record. Yeah. Right? And, and they were like, oh, we want to bring Dave in because he did the uh, lifter puller and bring you in and have you guys do it together. And it was it was kind of awesome, you know, like... Was it, I mean, was it weird, though, like for, for you to like, for us to ask that or did that no, not bother you? I mean, no, no. But then like I, I, I talked to Dave over the phone before I met him. And then, um, you know, like right away we kind of clicked. And then I, I picked him up at the bus station and then um, we went to the studio that was a, it was in like NoHo, right? It was in uh, Tribeca. Gigantic. It was, yeah, it was yeah. in Tribeca. Oh, Tribeca, yeah. yeah. And so I, I remember I, I picked up Dave. Uh, me and Dave got there first. We met the studio manager and a couple other people. And I remember Dave just like asking for the password uh, for the internet. Yeah. And then as soon as the guy gave him the password, he has his head down on his computer. And I'd known Dave for like probably... <laughs> you know, 15 minutes at this point. And then he kind of mumbles out loud to himself. He's like, oh, thanks. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, there's a new posting of Stefan on choirboys.com. He's like, oh, Jesus. he may be, he, he may be 12, but he doesn't look a day past eight. <laughs> and, then, like, oh, I was, and I was just like, this, and everyone just kind of stopped and stared at him. And I'm like, all right, this dude's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's just like such a buzzkill. Yeah. But then you... after, after that, like, it, it was just like, it was almost like me and Dave like known each other for years after like day one. It was you, just, like, awesome. And that was yeah, that was obvious. Um, yeah. What did, did, was there any like delineation of um, like where you both just worked together? Yeah, it was like cool. I mean, you know, like I've done a couple like records with other people, but I think like on that this one like me and Dave had no ego. It was just kind of like you know we just would kind of jump in here or there and. Mm -hmm. um we both like talked about decisions that like needed to be made and it was like yeah. the smoothest record I ever worked with yeah. someone else, you know? Yeah. And um, um, I think, and it was like, literally that was like one of the best, the funnest records I ever made. It was just like everyone, we were all friends and it was just like an, an amazing time. Yeah. Know? It was, it was really like a cooperative and I don't know, like it felt good. It definitely added like an element, um, you know, Almost Kill Me was just like a different record, but this one we were able to take it more like, there was kind of multiple layers of fronds on each song. It was like a piano, an organ, mm -hmm. um, Farfisa, whatever, you know, uh, B3. And I think we just kind of really, and we had more time than Almost Kill Me. Where I think like, yeah, we were in the studio for about- We had a long like, time. We're about like three weeks, I think, Three weeks? Right? Three weeks, yeah. So yeah. we had a lot of time to like um, experiment with stuff and kind of just take take time with things. And like, um, you know, and like, there's like a lot of like, there was a horn section on a lot of songs and kind of stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at one point I remember on Cattle and the Creeping Things, Franz playing the saw. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, I can't, but we have a guy in the band who can play the saw. This just opens up like, you know, like it, it felt really musical. Yeah, so. yeah, definitely, definitely. It kind of took it where, uh, um, definitely almost killed me. It was more of like a, uh, like a, a rock record for lack of a better word, you know? Um, yeah. But it kind of started. I think that's where you guys kind of more developed your sound, you know. Yeah, and and Franz was more more integrated. Like he, I think half the songs he kind of played on top of it. Yeah. Um, and then half of them we wrote with. Yeah, him. yeah. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, I felt like the material was better, big better, like Definitely. way better. Um, 
Um, but at the same time, we were, I didn't know what to expect really, you know. Um, and we were making, we were, we were making the record, it felt great. I was still, we were still partying quite a bit. You were still thought. what? Partying oh, quite yeah. a bit. There was definitely, yeah. Um, Dave Gardner remembers us knocking it off for the record, but I don't no, knock. I don't there, remember that. There was that. definitely no knocking it off for the record. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> didn't like Coob get like bit by a poodle or something? It was like the owner's poodle. Or, <laughs> I remember like one time he came back. He came back it's just, pretty drunk because he got free drinks because like the owner's poodle bit him. Right? <laughs> like he came back with Bobby. Yeah, and they were both blackout drunk. Then Bobby was like, "He's like, oh, do percussion," and then like, and literally, like he couldn't even stand. Like I remember miking. He was laying on the ground with a shaker in his hand. I remember like miking him on the ground, and just like, I think it was like right in front of him. I'm looking at Galen, and I'm just like, "Dude, there's no way he's gonna be able to do anything." Fucking, he, he, like he can't stand. How's he gonna play percussion? Yeah. It was like, and it was like so, and we. we 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 gave it a shot, <laughs> like we tried. It was like three or four passes. It was kind of funny. Uh, Crucifixion Cruise is one of my favorite songs on the record. You know, I remember that was just something that kind of came about like out of nowhere. Remember, yeah. it was just kind of like I think you guys recorded that song in like it was probably like fifteen minutes or something. It was just like yeah. an afterthought. You know? Yeah. Well, I that was the one thing about um, Fiestas and Fiascos, the Liftropolo record that Dave did that I think was one of the reasons we wanted him is that we did a couple of like short song experiments on that record. Yeah. To good effect. And I thought that was like that's maybe the version of Separation Sunday that we did. Uh that I thought was cool. Yeah, like that I think like that song is like perfect. It's just like Do you have organ. a do you have a favorite on Almost Killed Me? Um I'd say I say it's probably a tie between uh Hostile Mass, The Swish, and Positive Jam. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. Yeah, mine... I, I, have, I have a hard time. They all change. I almost think... I, I've gotten to a point where Almost Killed Me is my favorite Hold Steady record. I, I uh, like... I, I love that record. It's just because like... Because it's just like there's no pressure. And it's just so much personality. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I almost feel like almost every band's first record might be their best just because expectations are low and you get to see, like, really what they, I don't know, like their their first idea. Yeah, kinda. and that one just yeah. came together. It was, like, so organic. It was, like, nothing was, like, you're saying, like, nothing was forced. It was just, like, just, like, all right, let's just go, like, make some music, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the cityscape skins, half are getting sprung and half are going back in. Ain't no getting through to Gideon. He lost his mind when they jumped him in. So there you have it. The end of the Positive Jams podcast. This was a lot of fun to put together, take these trips down memory lane. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, and remember, Almost Killed Me and Separation Sunday are out as is Boys and Girls in America now. Um, so please, uh, if you haven't already, check those out. They make great Christmas gifts. And uh, I think the reissues came out really great. Thanks to everyone who helps put these podcasts together. Thank you for listening. Happy holidays. Stay positive. You gotta dance with who you came with. You gotta go with what got you there. 